This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. In the month of November, we are called to pray for the holy souls in purgatory. To remember that this life is not all that there is for us. That we will all live for eternity. It just is up to us where that will be. And part of our duty as Catholics is to pray for those holy souls in need in purgatory. Those who have been saved, heaven is promised to them. But they are paying the, the piper for their attachment to sin and the cost of the sins that they committed in life. So today I have for you first something from St. John Vianney to really bring home this reality to you. And the second, something slightly different from St. John Bosco that serves as a reminder that eternity is real, that the afterlife is real, and that sometimes God will use a neon sign to remind us about the truth of eternity. I hope you find this useful today. First, St. John Vianney on the Torments of Purgatory by St. John Vianney. Oh, how we suffer, they cry to us. Oh, you are brethren, deliver us from these torments. You can do it. Ah, if you only experienced the sorrow of being separated from God, cruel separation, to burn in the fire kindled by the justice of God, to suffer sorrows incomprehensible to mortal man, to be devoured by regret, knowing that we could so easily have avoided such sorrows. O oh, my children, cry the fathers and the mothers, can you thus so readily abandon us? We who loved you so much, can you then sleep in comfort and leave us stretched upon a bed of fire? Will you have the courage to give yourselves up to pleasure and joy, while we are here suffering and weeping day and night? You have our wealth, our homes, you are enjoying the fruits of our labors, and you abandon us here in this place of torments where we are suffering such frightful evils for so many years, and not a single almsgiving, not a single mass which would de help de deliver us. You can relieve our sufferings, you can open our prison, and you can abandon us. Oh, how cruel these sufferings are! Yes, my dear brethren, people judge very differently when in the flames of purgatory. Of all those light faults, if indeed it is impossible to call anything light which makes us under such rigorous sorrows, what woe would there be to man, the royal prophet cries, even the most just men, if God were to judge him without mercy? If God has found spots in the sun and malice in the angels, what then is this sinful man? And for us who have committed so many mortal sins and who have done practically nothing to satisfy the justice of God, how many years of purgatory? My God, says St. Teresa, what soul will be pure enough to enter into heaven without passing through the vengeful flames? In her last illness, she cried suddenly, O oh, justice and power of my God, how terrible you are. During her agony, God allowed her to see his holiness as the angels and the saints see him in heaven, which caused her so much dread that her sisters, seeing her trembling and extraordinarily agitated, spoke to her, weeping. Ah, mother, what has happened to you? Surely you do not fear death after so many penances and such abundant and bitter tears. No, my children, St. Teresa said, I do not fear death. On the contrary, I desire it so that I may be united forever with my God. Is it your sins, then, which terrify you after so much mortification? Yes, my children, she told him. I do fear my sins, but I fear still another thing even more. Is it the judgment, then? 
Yes, I tremble at the formidable account that it will be necessary to render to God, who in that very moment will be without mercy. But there is still something else of which the very thought alone makes me die with terror. The poor sisters were deeply distressed. Alas, can it be hell, then? No, she told them. Hell, thank God, is not for me. Oh, my sisters, it is the holiness of God. My God, have pity upon me. My life must be brought face to face with that of Jesus Christ himself. Woe to me if I have the least blemish or stain. Woe to me if I even am in the shadow of sin. Alas, cried these poor sisters, what will our deaths be like? What will ours be like, then, my dear brethren? We who, perhaps in all our penances and our good works, have never yet satisfied for one single sin forgiven in the tribunal of penance. Ah, what years and centuries of torment to punish us! How dearly we shall pay for all those faults that we look upon as nothing at all! Like those little lies that we tell to amuse ourselves, those little scandals, the despising of the graces which God gives us at every moment, those little murmurings and the difficulties that he sends us. No, my dear brethren, we would never have the courage to commit the least sin if we could understand how much it outrages God, how greatly it deserves to be rigorously punished, even in this world. And for our second selection today is another kind of reminder of the afterlife. And this comes from St. John Bosco, who I frequently provide his, his visions and his prophecies here, typically on a Sunday, because they have to do with our salvation and less about doom and gloom and other things. Here he recounts a promise he and a friend made that whichever the first of them would die would come back and tell them the other of their salvation. And it's a cautionary tale. Given our friendship and the unlimited trust between Komolo and me, we often spoke about the separation that death could possibly bring upon us at any time. One day, after we had read a long passage from the lives of the saints, we talked, half in jest and half in earnest, of what a consolation it would be if the one of us who died first were to return with news about his condition. We talked of this so often that we drew up this contract. Whichever of us is the first to die will, if God permits it, bring back word of his salvation to his surviving companion. I did not realize the gravity of such an undertaking, and frankly I treated it lightly enough. I would never advise others to do the like. We did it, however, and ratified it repeatedly, especially during Komolo's last illness. In fact, his last words and his last look at me sealed his promise. Many of our companions knew what had been arranged between us. Komolo died on April 2, 1839. Next evening, he was solemnly buried in St. Philip's Church. Those who knew about our bargain waited anxiously to see what would happen. I was even more anxious because I hoped for a great comfort to lighten up my desolation. That night, after I went to bed in the big dormitory which I shared with some twenty other seminarians, I was restless. I was convinced that this was to be the night when our promise would be ratified. About 11.30 a deep rumble was heard in the corridor. It sounded as if a heavy wagon drawn by many horses were coming up to the dormitory door. It got louder and louder, like thunder and the whole dormitory shook. The clerics tumbled out of bed in terror and huddled together by, for comfort. Then, above the violent and thundering noise, the voice of Komolo was heard clearly. Three times he repeated very distinctly, Bosco, I am saved. All heard the noise. Some recognized the voice without understanding the meaning. Others understood it as well as I did. 
as it proved by the length of time the event was talked about in the seminary. It was the first time in my life I remember being afraid. The fear and terror were so bad that I felt ill and was at death's door. I would never recommend anyone to enter into such a contract. God is omnipotent. God is merciful. As a rule, he does not take heed of such pacts. Sometimes, however, in his infinite mercy, he does allow things to come to fulfillment, as he did in the case I have just described. A less than pleasant way to end this. But the point of that is, of course, to remind us that the afterlife is real. That we have a judgment coming. And that it may not be all sunshine and roses. It's something for us to consider, I think. St. John Bosco's words are always thought-provoking and unusual compared to most others that I present to you, especially on the weekends. But I'm curious what you thought of this in the comments. Do you find St. John Vianney's words hard? We often are told that purgatory is a pleasant experience or something joyful. But it's, it's worth being reminded that the, the, that the fires of perdition are the same fires that burn in, in purgatory. It's just that the purpose is different, and, you, and your knowledge of what you are undergoing is also different. Food for thought. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As I sharing this on social media, that helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.